Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I am your host, Mackenzie, and I am once again joined by lovely Ben this week on the pod. We are talking again, once again, about Instagram, kind of Adam Mosseri's comments about it. He was a little defensive last week. Some of the changes that they are making, like rolling back on some of those changes. So you know what? Let's just get right into it. Hello, hello, hello. Let's chop it up. Let's do it. Just the past couple of weeks, just with social media in general, has just been absolutely insane. And like with everything with the Kylie Jenner and the Kim Kardashian thing and Mosseri, Mosseri, I am so sorry. I really need to figure out how the hell to actually say his name with him coming out and kind of being a little defensive about what Instagram's actually doing. Yeah. Like, did you see that video? Yeah, he sounded pretty, uh, I don't know the appropriate word for it, but he sounded like a little triggered or a little... Yeah. Little, uh, yeah, he's definitely agitated slightly, which is kind of uh, strange to see. Yeah. And well, and I was going through some of the tweets because he obviously posted it both on Instagram and on Twitter. He's really, really active on Twitter. And I was going through some of the tweets because he's actually commenting to people who were tweeting or tweeting at him about everything. And even in the Twitter comments, he got like pretty defensive and I did appreciate some of the comments that he made, though, as far as kind of addressing why Instagram continues to, quote unquote, go against what their user base is saying that they mm-hmm. want. Okay. And he kind of gave more examples as to say, hi, we're doing video content more because through all of our data and through going through all the users who are currently using the app, our data shows that you guys like video content and everybody's like, well, you're telling us that we have to do video content. So that's why we're engaging with video content. And so it's like almost like a chicken egg situation. I was just about to say that. It's so true. Cause it's, that's difficult to gauge if that is accurate or if it's because of what they're saying. It is, especially since if you look at numbers and there was a couple of influencers and creators that were commenting under his post Mm-hmm. And showing the data from their own Instagram feeds, showing that, hey, this is a regular static image that I posted, and this is the reach on it, compared to this reel that I posted, and this is the reach on it for non-followers. And the vast difference to kind of prove like, hey, you guys are actually promoting and showcasing reels a lot more than you are showcasing static images. Yeah. No, I, I've seen actually a bunch and even some even from uh, YouTubers that don't typically like talk about like their social reach, like they, I've seen yeah. it from just casual creators or not casual creators, but like people that aren't in the social media world per se, they're talking about marketing. And I've seen some, a lot of people being very up in arms about how no one sees their, their photos anymore. Well, and I also, I was talking to some friends who aren't in social media whatsoever and I was talking to other people who are in social media and the difference between people who aren't in social media that just want to see their friends' content and just want to engage with their family and their friends and kind of see what those people from high school are up to compared to people like us who are in the creator space. And we want to see, like, how can you grow? We want to see other influencers. We want to kind of be engaging in growth on the platform. And I think that's the key difference is that – People like us, we want to see growth. We want to like know how to grow mm-hmm. and we care about growth. 
Whereas normal everyday people on the app, they don't give a shit about that kind of stuff. They just no. want to see their friend's stuff. It's very true. They're there to consume and, and they're actually a massive part of the platform. I think we kind of go blind to it all because we're so used to being in our own space, but you're so true. Like without people who are, who, who are creating, there's not enough people to consume what the creators are trying to put out there and also enough buyers to, to make it a viable ad platform too. Yeah. And I know that there are younger kids like who are growing up currently who, when they at, get asked all the time, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're like an influencer. I want to be on YouTube. I want to be on a TikTok. And that is a huge component of these platforms. Like, obviously there are a lot of like micro influencers and things like that. But like you said, there's a huge portion, a majority of the portion of people on Instagram are just normal everyday people that just want to see their friend shit. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think these are very layered problems, but like maybe there's a solution to, to, to like make both those happen. And maybe that's why there was people have seen differences in reach occasionally when they switch between a personal to a business page. Like maybe that could be mm -hmm. something where it's, it's different, but it's tough. It is tough. And I will say this once more because I did, I was talking to friends this weekend who yeah. didn't realize that chronological feed is okay. on Instagram. Please look up chronological feed. It is there. If you click the Instagram logo, when you open Instagram app and click following, you're going to see all of your friends that you follow, all of the, anybody that you follow, you're going to see that feed in chronological order. Chronological feed is there. You can consume it. You can engage with it. However, will you actually do it that often? Probably not because it's not your main feed. Yeah, I've, I've never even turned it on to be fully transparent, so... I did it the other day and I got so bored and ended up like unfollowing a bunch of people because I was like, oh God, why did I even follow this person? And so I'm like, is this the exact opposite of what people wanted? <laughs> they just, there's going to just be a mass unfollowing of like just random people that you followed probably like five, six years ago that you're like, oh, I really like this person. And then you see their stuff again. And you're like, oh God, who is this? That's so true. Yeah, no, I think like there's so much of that because like we follow people and we don't really even remember that we followed them. But the diff the the thing was we, we we wouldn't see their content so it's like we couldn't even see them yeah. to unfollow them whereas now that's happening so have you turned it on at all the chronological yeah I have, i've done it a few times and i instantly get bored like i'll start scrolling for a little bit and i'm like oh i don't care and then i go back to my regular algorithm based feed yeah and that's more interesting to me because i was like well shit instagram does know who i am and like what i want and the kind of content that i want but i also it's a majority of my algorithm based feed are people that I do follow because I've snoozed all of the suggested posts because I don't mm. really care about the suggestions. I just want to see content from people that I like and I want their content to be at the top of my feed, which it is in the algorithm based one because I engage with it often. So obviously it goes to the top. Yeah. Also, another thing I just thought about too, which I think Masseri may have touched on in one of his talks, but if people were only seeing their friends' stuff, that'd be a very poor business decision because they wouldn't stay on the platform long enough to like make money. Because no. especially as, as you get older, there's like less and less things being posted typically. So it's like you're literally promoting people to stay on there for a fraction amount of the time. So as a for-profit business, it's a real bad decision. I think about my friends who are in, on Instagram and they maybe post like once a month. That's what I mean. I have one friend. Yeah. Like I have another friend who will post twice a year. That's it. She posts 
I post at the like New Year's and yeah. then her husband's birthday. And those are the only times that she ever posts. And I was just like, That's okay, that 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 would be such a fun app for me to just like scroll through three photos and be like, okay, cool, I saw everything. That's what I mean. Yeah, like it would get old real fast, and that wouldn't be a sustainable business model. So it's, I do think that it, there needs to be some sort of recommendation. I just think it's handling of that recommendation system that needs to be worked out. Maybe just like prioritizing to make sure that when your friend posts those two posts a year, you actually <laughs> do see them. You know. Well, and the funny thing is I always see her stuff because she will post, like she'll comment on stories of mine or the occasional story that she posts like three times a year. I engage with her stories. We DM often. We'll send each other like random stories that we've seen. And that's the thing that he was saying throughout all of this is that most people, most ordinary, quote unquote, ordinary people, they don't post often. No. And the way that friends are engaging on the platform is through DMs. That is a very true statement. And it's not because I'm going to, I'm not going to post every single thing that I think is funny or that I think my friends are going to like onto my own personal story. I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to send them a personal DM and be like, LOL, thought you would like this. Yeah. That's how no. people engage on these platforms. 100%. Yeah. And obviously they have the, the data to back this stuff up too, which quantifies what he's saying so like it was also it's impossible to please everybody and with that there'll always be opportunities for people to come in and serve the places where people are falling behind like you mentioned earlier before we hopped on here how pinterest is kind of winning because of yeah uh, instagram's change of focus absolutely i mean they just boosted their revenue in the past week alone i think after everything got announced with instagram and kylie making that post and all that kind of stuff I think people kind of jumped over to Pinterest to see what that's all about because obviously while they do have videos and everything like that on Pinterest, it is a more photo-based app. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if how much that increases, like continues to increase. And mm -hmm. because I think while I do enjoy Pinterest, I am not actively on there. I'm not you can't really comment on stuff. It like they just started a new feature where you can do something similar to stories where it's Pinterest pins ideas and you can do like carousels on those Pinterest pins and comment on them and share them. But I find the overall just like the overall platform of Pinterest being like a community-based thing, I don't see that happening as much as I see it on Instagram. And so do you feel like that's because it's too siloed or, or why is that the case? I find it just really hard because when you go on Pinterest, they don't have the comments. So oh, really? you really, yeah, you can't really engage with other people who are also following somebody. I find okay. that really difficult, but maybe That's I'm just, crazy. maybe it's been a while since I've actually actively used Pinterest, but I'm pretty sure that's the case where the comments aren't under there. Wow. See, yeah, cause I've, I've used Pinterest before for like maybe accumulatively an hour in my life because like to, <laughs> to like workshop something for a storyboard or something like that. But that's the extent of it. So I didn't even know that, but that, that would make it really tough to create a community because it's not really collaboration. I'm, I'm sure there's people out there listening to this who are like screaming and like just screaming at me being like, no, it's so good. But, and if it is, please tell me how you use it because I would be completely interested I would love to learn more about 
Pinterest and all that kind of stuff because I do find it fascinating how there are so many people on this platform, like creators now are making tons of money on Pinterest from different pins that they've posted. But I just don't see how you can build a really, really, really good community on Pinterest. Yeah, I need to look more into the platform because I'm, like I said, I'm just not familiar with it because it has been so photo driven and I'm more, way more video. But uh, mm-hmm. I definitely want to look into it more because like you said, there are people doing some very interesting things on there. And I think if if people's voices really line up with their actions and people do really have a serious demand for, for photo, then that could mean some very good things for Pinterest. And maybe that needs some more attention. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely back in the day when Pinterest was still getting started, I had like a bunch of different boards and it's definitely more, I guess it's more inspiration based. And maybe that's Mm -hmm. where my head is at when I think of Pinterest because I haven't really used it in the past few years. Okay. But when I have used it, it wasn't because I wanted to collaborate or see other people's like own pins because... Mm -hmm. You're pinning stuff from other people and creating your own boards of inspiration, but it's not like you're going out there and like being like, you go girl, this is great. Like you look amazing and stylish. And I feel like that's kind of the key difference. There's like almost a separation with yeah. getting to know somebody on Pinterest. Yeah. I, I, I again, I can't, I've never even tried, so I can't speak to that, <laughs> but I feel I could definitely see it being difficult. And I think that's where so much of a, uh, like a lot of things are going is this like community. And I know it's a massive buzzword, but if you look at the emergence of things like discord or like people spending so much time in comment sections on TikTok or Instagram, there is that serious need for connection. And as much as we get more separated from technology, we still do have that deep underlying desire to be with other people. So I think the yeah, community piece is something. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So community needs to happen. Yeah. Speaking of discord, you had been talking about, this kind of all ties to community, but the whole streaming side of like the internet is just completely taking off. Yeah. And you're more on the, to that side than I am. So you want to talk about that for a little bit? hundred percent. Yeah. So there's, there's so many angles why or how streaming is taking over. But one that is very obvious is how, so TikTok in China is actually a, called something completely different. It's called, and I'm going to butcher this, it's called Duin. <laughs> It's, it's spelled okay. D-O-U-Y-I-N. And so it's a completely different app and it's structured differently, but it is, it's TikTok, it's China's TikTok. So they usually get things first and then it comes over to us and live video shopping is absolutely yeah. massive there. It is huge. There are massive creators that constantly go on live and talk about products and people buy it in real time. So that part's huge. And then also for consumption of media in general, like lives are absolutely crushing it. A ton of a ton of YouTubers that are really blowing up as of late, they make streaming a big part of their content strategy. And I think it has so much to do with the ability to create community so fast. So like they always have their own little subcultures and oftentimes it gets carried over to Discord and things like that. But it's the connection piece that is just so real and authentic. I think as we're getting farther and farther away from influencer, like the, the influencer time period, I'm saying that in air quotes, where it was all like perfect perfection, I think now it's becoming real, right? And I think that streaming is the perfect medium to do that. It can also be risky, but but it's a great place to do that. Yeah. And I mean, who is the number one creator on YouTube? I can't think of his name right now. PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Yeah. Yeah. PewDiePie. Like his whole thing was 
streaming and doing all that kind of stuff and that community that he's built it's also a huge hack because of, of what it allows people to do with with the long form content so if they go on a live stream and they do a bunch of different things you can then like much like a podcast you can cut that up to different pieces of content and so a lot of creators that are really leveraging streaming well that's what they do they get someone to then go through their clips and make them their own little pieces of content that they already did mm -hmm. once right and then they can spread that farther oh i didn't even think of that that's so clever yeah there's a ton of like i've seen a ton of the comedy space doing that really every space where they're they take their stream and then like, sometimes they'll be doing it and they'll literally be like that's a clip like they'll literally say it out loud they're like oh my god that's what we're gonna clip i love that that and i mean like that kind of if you're a social media manager or an agency out there, this is a very good tip is one piece of content can be created into five, 10, 15 pieces of content. If you can just find that one thing and it's all about repurposing, repurposing, repurposing. So that's a great example of that. For sure. And if you can get the planning right beforehand, that allows for great content. So like a lot of times these, what they'll do is, is they'll, usually leverage other things that are big. So we could do that even with this show, theoretically, right? Like we could, every segment we talk about could be its own independently wrapped YouTube clip or mm -hmm. TikTok clip. And so it definitely takes a little more planning and a little more thought, but you can get so far with one bit of work. If you then handle the distribution off of it well, you can go so far. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, have so many ideas now. All the ideas. <laughs> but going back to Instagram for just a moment. Yeah. I saw this post and I kind of want your viewpoint on it where this girl was like, okay, so you want the 2016 Instagram back again. Do you want your 2016 pay again? Like how much you got like your paycheck? And I was just like, what? And so she breaks it down and she's like, back in 2016, there was only 500 million people on the app. On the app. And it's 2022 and there's 1.2 billion on the app who are active, active every single day. That's a huge key difference that I don't think a lot of people are thinking about. No. Is you're that you're not gonna get that same engagement as you did five, six years ago because the number of people on Instagram is a lot less, or there's a lot more people on Instagram now. Yeah, that's a huge part of it. And then also the, the loudest voices for this change back are the ones who benefited from it the most. Like we, like, like obviously, yeah. obviously Kim and the whatever Kardashians, obviously they want that. Like, like yeah. they, that, that they were, they were the only ones eating. Like they were the, the only ones winning. Yeah. That, like seriously, <laughs> they, of course they won. It's like, that's like they were, they are Instagram. Realistically, like their fame was escalated so much by how Instagram functioned, where it was, was all perfection and beautiful cars, beautiful houses. Obviously they want that back. And they used to post pictures and make millions. So I, I think there's a fine balance to be struck between both of them. But I, I, I that's a very good point too. It's like things change, right? Like we, we yeah. always reminisce over how things were, but it's like you can't go back in time. Things legitimately change. Absolutely. And I do like that Adam basically said that they're focusing more on small Smaller. micro influencers. Yeah. yeah. And I can kind of see that with some of the content that flick has been posting or some of the content that i have personally with my little almost a thousand followers on my own personal i had a like a real kind of pop off the other day nice and i was just like oh my god and it was just because it was a template one 
I just created it off of a template. Yep. It took me maybe like five seconds to make and posted it. And now I have like 30,000 people that saw it. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. And so I can see kind of that kind of thing where they're actually trying to get more smaller creators to get their stuff seen to more people. If they're using it correctly, if they're following, quote unquote, following the rules of growth, yeah, then you're going to get somewhere. Yeah. And I think spreading the wealth that way, too, also allows for a lot more micro communities to take place. And usually that allows for more deep connection, which is far stronger. So I think that that can be a great way to, to deliver communities if they can do that. And that also speaks to, I guess, why they like why the big, big people are complaining that they can't just post videos and get millions of things anymore because exactly. it's, it's more effort. There's there's more wealth being spread around. There's so many variables that go into this. Obviously, it's perfect to say, oh, bring it back. But it's like, okay, well, there's so many other things that go into that. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people are like actually talking about that. Yes, no. we do want more engagement. Yes, we want to have our numbers pop off like they used to. But that's never going to happen. Like it's not going to happen again because there's way more people on the app. And you have to evolve. And Instagram's trying to evolve. And yes, there's always going to be pushback, especially when you're experimenting, especially when you're trying new things, especially when you're trying to mimic another app. <laughs> but it's also good to have that pushback, but it's also good to push through that and try to try and experiment because you're never going to grow if you're just staying safe. The ultimate hack is just to not complain and just try whatever the current thing is. And like, it, it's so funny that we're now complaining about having that we that we can't post photos anymore but but back in the day i'm sure the same people complaining about that were complaining about the fact that they had to post photos in general you know, you yeah. know what i mean like these things change and adapt and if you can be an early mover or take advantage of them quickly then you reap the rewards so it, it, you should try to flip the script i feel and, and view these as an opportunity when they arise not as like oh this sucks it's like okay this yeah i gotta change here but this could also mean way more for my brand my business the exposure we get so roll with it. Yeah. So I was actually on Facebook this morning and you know how it does like the whole six years ago today yep. kind of thing on there. So <laughs> it sent me like it showed me that today. And six years ago today, I posted a meme where it had Instagram's icon over Melania Trump. And then it had the Snapchat icon over Michelle Obama. And it was That's like so talking funny. about the Instagram stories. Yep. And like how Instagram stories were being introduced and it was just like, you know, obviously a copy of what Snapchat was doing. Mm -hmm. And I, I read my caption on it and I was like, this is stupid. Nobody is going to be doing Instagram stories. Why would we do this? They're just like, this is such a dumb idea. I'm never going to watch them. Cut to yeah. me today 2022 and it's like the only thing i do on instagram i will probably scroll for like a second and then all i do is watch stories yeah it, there's an important lesson in that of course listen to consumers but don't listen to them wholeheartedly because as much yeah. as they they think they know what they want sometimes they don't and so that's no. i think living breathing truth of that that yeah okay and i probably said the same thing You're like this is dumb <laughs> and then it's such a main part of the app now right like Things are constantly changing and evolving. And if you don't experiment as a business too, on, on Instagram side, it's like they they need to survive as well. So if they don't make experimentations to try to improve the product, then they're obviously going to fall behind as well. Absolutely. 
I will be curious to see if people like switch to Flickr or if they switch to like, was it Visco, VSCO in the next few weeks, just because those are more just photo based apps. So, and I doubt it. I doubt they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. So I just like you have, we do have options here. We do have options to actually make a huge impact. And if, if you want to make an impact and like, be like, oh, make Instagram, Instagram again, you can do this where you are abandoning ship, but also you're not going to have the same community. You're not going to have the same kind of flow that you have on Instagram. It's just like a completely different thing. And I, I don't think most people actually want what they say they want. No, absolutely not. They don't. I think they, I think people just like to complain. And so it's if, whatever <laughs> it would be, they would, want, they would want the other thing, right? I think we're all just kind of wired to want to complain. And also we're very nostalgic about everything. So yes. Yes, with the older are. days of Instagram, I think we kind of romanticized that and forget that we complained about a ton of things when it was early too, right? Like, oh, why is it so clunky? Why do the filters look like yeah. this? Like we've just kind of, the only constant has been the complaints, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and change. But uh, yeah, I, I think everyone needs to zoom out. I think if, if to not stress so much about every little change when it comes to Instagram, then also social media in general, if you can have a longer time horizon, you don't get so invested in these little changes and you can kind of take them with a grain of salt. Yeah. And also, don't you get bored of posting and doing the exact same stuff on Instagram all the time? Yeah, I just think people like, they like to it to be easy, right? So once you find something that works, you want to keep going back to that well and keep going back to that yeah. well. And that's a, naturally you're going to be pissed when someone turned it off. But <laughs> it, that, it's the same thing. It's like you didn't have that well before. So go do what you did back then. You found a solution. Exactly. So there you go, people. Find a solution to your Instagram problems. That's that's so what the, we say here at Talk Social. Too. That's the method for the day. And also we, we, we're sympathetic for the fact that it is like it's, it's we are. not it's not easy and we understand that things are changing. So that's why we create content trying to keep things up to date with the latest things that do work and and can help you grow and all that stuff because there are people winning all the time. And I think you have a choice when you come to this, you can either find things to complain about or you can find reasons why people are winning and try to emulate some of that for yourself. And so we obviously recommend the latter. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, I think we have to zoom out a little bit, kind of reconfigure. There's always going to be a change when it comes to social media in general, I mean, that's our entire jobs is every single day. There's a new change on any platform. And it's just like how you roll with those changes, how you can kind of maneuver with those changes because it's never going to be the same day to day. No, ever. And you wouldn't want it that way anyways. Like you get stale. You'd be complaining that it's still pictures. If all they did was still pictures (laughs) right now, like hundred percent. Can I have video please? Exactly. Exactly. I remember that was a big complaint for a long time. Then, they tried with IGTV and that was obviously not, not a success. <laughs> but when their strategy is so like feature driven, some of them are going to hit, you know what I mean? It's just the nature of things. Yeah. It's almost like they're throwing like spaghetti at the wall and see what <laughs> sticks. sticks. <laughs> 100%. So naturally, some of it's not going to stick, but things that do end up being stories and, and things like that nature that become so normal. And had they not taken that risk, then it wouldn't be the app that you or the parts that you did love. So you got to take the good with the bad like anything and like for, for all the things that people love and they rave about when it comes to TikTok, like TikTok has its flaws as well. It's just, they're really good at 
people they're really good at how it's presented that people don't realize that they're flaws i think that's the biggest distinction mm -hmm. whereas instagram's a little more apparent because it's been around longer and then people are have seen the change i was reading today that adam will be moving to london for a little bit and so the headquarters of instagram will be in london for i don't know a few months so you're gonna have to so go I'm hit like, him up <laughs> where is he gonna up? be at where is he gonna live i will what? bring my mic you should. Why did he did it, did it say in the article why the change? I honestly, I just saw the headline and I was like, yes, I will find you. I'm sure you're going to be at Blank Street Coffee in Shoreditch with your little glasses and your hipster little chain. And I will be there, Adam, and I will interview you. Hey, that needs to happen. We should try to make a serious hunting down or not. That's the wrong <laughs> oh word. Finding, <laughs> finding Masseri. Hunting down Mosseri. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just kidding, dude. Like, I didn't, we're friends. We were I, kidding. Yeah, but I do no. want to find you and just talk. Please don't put a restraining order on us. Like, we're really nice people. I swear, man. Just give me a chance to interview you. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a fantastic interview. I don't think I've ever seen him interview besides panels. Yeah, same. well, he was on um, a radio show, I believe, a few years ago. Okay. But that was like the only time I've ever actually seen him like do a sit down interview. Oh yeah, the Breakfast Club. You're right. Yeah, that's a huge show actually. We, uh, I think he should come on Talk Social to me. I think that's what he should come on next. I think so too. You know what? He can just meet me at the WeWork. It'll be fine. Yeah, he'll just casually walk into the WeWork. <laughs> I don't really think. I mean, obviously he's a big face for us, but I'm True. curious how many like normies. Would actually is that, is that what we call non-social media people? Yeah, like people who don't do this every single day and actually have a life outside of screens. I wonder if they would know who he was. No, you're probably right. Like if I were to go walk around and show my like the the 50 closest people in my life, I don't think any of them would know him besides me. Honestly, you should do this. You should ask. You should just screenshot his face and send it to your friends and be Does like. Who is this? I'm actually, is this yeah, I, I will do that. I'll be like, who is this guy? Or do you know who this is? And I'll ask, I'll ask the people in person too. That's some good TikTok content. There you go. Like, do you know who this guy great. is? <laughs> <laughs> do you know who this guy is who's ruining everybody's life in the world of social media? <laughs> the answers are probably pretty funny because he'll just make stuff yeah, up. They will. <laughs> well, that is all we've got time for it today. I hope you all enjoyed this very off the cuff <laughs> all over the place <laughs> chat that we basically had so hopefully you could follow it and it wasn't too all over the place but yeah just like we said at the beginning instagram and social media just in general is completely just all over the place in the past few weeks and it's been fun to watch and read and just see everybody's own input and comments and kind of really mean tweets to adam <laughs> This really? Week. Was he getting roasted? Oh my gosh. It was so, you need to go through his twi uh, his Twitter. His it mentions. is bad. Like people are, yeah, people are really, really mean. And I would not want to be the head of Instagram if I was him. But it's also kind of like yelling at him. I guess he's the head he of it, but I feel like, like he doesn't have, like, he can't just go snap his fingers and like make these changes. I feel, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And people are just like, honestly, I think Chrissy Teigen's tweet to him is kind of funny she's like but we don't want to make videos, videos adam yeah, okay i think i did see and, that one yeah and so that was good but she actually had like some good rapport with him but other comments under that post were, were roasting just, him 
Yeah. And so, like you said, he's not the one who can only make changes. There's a lot of steps and a lot of people and a lot of approvals that they all have to go through. So it's not something that he's like, okay, he's not Thanos. He can't like just snap his <laughs> his fingers and be like, okay, it's all over. <laughs> but why not? <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's a lot of moving parts that I think that we all forget about. Yeah, no, and it, I also don't think people understand how the scale of how large Instagram is at this point. Yes. Like it's not like I can walk down the street, talk to my head of product and be like, change this you know what i mean like there's, <laughs> there's so many people there's so many shareholders like it's massive yeah but i do agree with quite a few people's points of there needs to be a customer service department yes that we can all chat to and just kind of get questions answered to get our accounts back because there's a lot of people who have suspended accounts that they can't get them back that and is, there's no easy way to get it back that is one of the craziest things but I think it's pretty universal across most social media platforms is the lack of support and how literally they can just take your account away for no reason. And oftentimes they'll give it back or admit they were wrong, but they just took yeah. it away. This, this is a lot of people's like entire livelihood. Yep. That part's just, nuts. It, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So that is my input. Please get customer service, social, <laughs> like social media companies, please get customer service. It will be so beneficial to so many people and you're creating jobs, which is what we want. That's that's what we, we're solving all, all the problems. <laughs> all the problems are being solved here today. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Please give us a five-star review if you enjoyed this mumbly jumbly chat. And if not, you know what? No problem. I totally get it. Also, please follow us over on Instagram at flick.social, on TikTok at flick.social, and on Twitter, which is at tryflick. We could not get flick.social on Twitter. So sorry about that. Dang. <laughs> and over on YouTube too, just if you type in flick hashtags, you'll find us there. Go subscribe. We drop weekly videos there. Maybe we should start like live streaming uh, the social news there or something like that. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I think we should. I'm going to start playing around that. I actually, like, now that I'm I'm back, people didn't know this, but I'm back now. <laughs> I want to start doing a, <laughs> a weekly rundown show of the social news. So expect to see that over on YouTube. Yes. And also follow our newsletter. It can be pretty funny sometimes when I'm funny. Sometimes Which is most times. Funny. <laughs> All right. Well, we will talk to you next week and see you later. See ya.